0: Hello and welcome back to Performer Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. We are collaborating with Young Talent Expo 2022 to bring you this mini series. I am going to be chatting to some of the amazing professionals that are leading seminars and workshops at Young Talent Expo 2022. Young Talent Expo is a new performing arts event happening in London and online on Saturday the 8th of October 2022. This event is aimed at performers aged 8 to 19 years and is set to be insightful, beneficial and enjoyable. A Young Talent Expo, you can network with other performers, get career advice and mentoring from industry professionals, watch performances and you can learn from the best in the business through the seminars and workshops. Entry to this event is completely free and all seminars and workshops are under £10. So get booking. If you want to book tickets to Young Talent Expo 2022, then you need to head to the show notes below this episode and all the links you need are going to be there to find out more information and to book your tickets. Today I am delighted to be joined by Catriona Dicky, who is an amazing casting director. So thank you for taking the time to come on the show today. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. So for all the listeners at home, can you just explain a little bit about who you are and what you get up to? So,
1: uh, hi everybody. Uh, I am a casting director and I've been working in casting for uh, just under 10 years now. Um, And basically the role of a a, a casting director or, or the people within the sort of casting business, so going down to associates and assistants as well, is to, uh, as I see it, sort of facilitates between the the producers, the production company and the directors and the actors. We are the people who are there to make everybody's lives when it comes to building a full, successful cast um, that little bit easier. Um, and... I have to say, I, I moved into casting having having at the very beginning, having been an actor, like many casting people have. Then I worked in production for some years, and then I moved into casting. And I said, oh, this is gonna this is gonna be so hard, you know, having been an actor, having sort of been on the other side. And actually, it's kind of wonderful because I know where people are coming from I know how hard it is I know the journeys they've had to make to get there I know all of the work that they've put in just to be in the room whether it's for you know a a leading role or a one-line part and I feel that I can work with them and give them the best opportunities these are the actors um, to, to, to go out there and really try and get the role and vice versa when it comes to my working with With the directors and the producers many of whom have never been actors or don't know so much about what it is that actors do and and how to prepare and things i can really be a voice of um uh, calm and reassurance to them that everything's going to be okay that they're going to get their cast and and that they just have to be themselves in in the room and and that you know we'll sort of all work together and and and, and and create something wonderful um that's really how I see uh casting and and uh why I really enjoy it <laughs> Actually, which is a nice thing to be able to say about your job isn't it
0: absolutely and I think that's so interesting because obviously as an actor you do you do put it all on the line and then I was gonna ask like going into casting does it make you think about things differently
1: um for, for for my having having been an actor yeah yeah oh 100% yes uh, because i i'm not only looking at it um from the perspective of somebody who has been given a job to do and given a budget to work with and given a list of names to uh, to check out and and, and things but i'm when it then comes to the people uh, who are coming in with me, you know, I can look at a script and say, okay, well, I, I know how I would break it down and how I would look at it, but um, somebody else may well sort of be pulling these things out of it. And I I think what it also does is is mean that, you know, I can in a small way because as the person as you know (laughs) on the other side of the camera you never want to um take over from the person who's actually auditioned but i can act opposite somebody and i can feed them a little bit to sort of try and pull different things from their delivery and from what they're creating for for a character and um that's hugely important and and that sort of feeling of having been an actor is why I'm always really interested to meet and work with directors who themselves have been actors because they they also understand that process and it's so interesting to see what they're looking for in an audition space as perhaps against somebody who maybe has come to directing this is for film and tv from from having been an an editor for example because they're looking at something very different and it's 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 a huge amount of fun to be able to work with both those types of director because they're gonna be looking at different things and I get to learn things of one and learn things of another and, and, and give back what I've sort of had experience of over the years as well.
0: I can definitely tell when you talk about the way you cast that there's like elements that you've taken from your experience as an actor to kind of bring your skill set to this to this new role of casting, which is amazing. Um, so yeah. how did that transition happen for you? Was it just a natural thing of, okay, now I seems to be the right time to, to move into casting, or was there an opportunity that led to that for you?
1: Um, there was uh, an opportunity to a degree. So I, I had been working in um, production for, for quite a few years uh, as an AD and also sort of on the production side, and I... Um, uh, I'm originally from uh, Norfolk and I had been working on an iFeatures film that was set in Norfolk um, as as a uh, production assistant, which was a, a lot of fun, really low budget. But I think that one of the best things about, yes, you know, nobody's getting paid a huge amount, but everybody mucks in um, is, is a good thing about sort of low budget um, projects. But I then went on to work on uh, another production with the same producers um, which was called 45 Years which was a film with uh, Charlotte Rampling and and Tom Courtney and again that was shot in Norfolk and uh, as well as working in production I took on the role of casting all the extras because I knew the area. I was able to sort of reach out to local groups. They really wanted to find as many just genuine local people uh, as they could. So i was sort of getting in touch with the WI and and various singing groups and acting groups and all kinds of people basically. But I, I had previous to that, I'd always shied away from the thought of casting because I thought, it going to be too close to the bone. It's going to be like, you know, memories of when I was going in and stuff. But I, really enjoyed finding people faces types Uh, and and extras casting is is very different from sort of mainstream casting of course because you are you are finding types as opposed to actors but I enjoyed it so much that I thought well you know I might just just give this a go and and, and when the when filming finished I, I reached out to um a few casting people who I knew, and I said, "You know, can you just get me in on some work experience?" And they did, which was amazing of them. And um, the rest is history.
0: Well, that's incredible, and I love that. Obviously, with with being an actor first, you know how much it means. So when you're casting people, it must feel really good to give people the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: it's 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 something that all casting people say that you know we we want all of you. To get the job. If we if we've brought you into the room, we think you could be the right person. And ultimately, it's it's not our decision. It's it's down to the director, the producers, the showrunners, etc. Um, but you know, we've we've think there's something about you that, that could be worth giving a go. That means that you could do the job. And um, yeah, no, it's a uh, just sort of giving people that that chance is, you know, of course, there are many actors out there who are very lucky and they get to go in pretty regularly. And and, and they have, yes, it's a hit rate. I mean, gosh, even even the big people up there, you know, I was thinking of something I I saw with Henry Cavill the other day where he was talking about the, you know, the hit rate of auditions he'd had in the early days and stuff, you know, one out of 20, one out of 30 or something like that. Um, But for the majority of actors, it has to be said that that's not the case. And so when they come into the room, it really means something. And I think what I can bring, and probably those other um, casting people out there who also trained as actors or were actors and things, is we can remember the fear. We can remember the nerves. We can remember how much this means and so when somebody comes in and I can see they're shaking a little bit I mean I'll get them doing star jumps I'll get them running around the room just you know having a little chat trying to make them laugh anything to get them out of their heads and then just presence in in the room and I think I I wouldn't I wouldn't I'm sure I would I I would hope I would have empathy but I don't know that I'd have the same kind of empathy if I don't remember those days of having been there, where you're terrified that the choices you've made are the wrong ones. Um, And I think when it comes to to that again, what I hope I can also do is, because people do come in and sometimes they make the right choices and sometimes they do make the wrong choices, but hopefully what I can do is if you have made the wrong choices is tell you that in nice enough way <laughs> so that you don't panic and then work with you to to, to, to get the right way um, of, of saying something or, or doing something and, and, and go from there, right? I hope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Taking direction in the room is, is such an important thing to be able to do. Yes. What would you advise actors who are coming into the room with you if you give them notes? What... What advice would you give to be able to help them pick up that direction and focus on doing what you've said to do?
1: Yeah, it, it is very hard, and I, it, it, it's difficult. But basically, they just have to relax. I think it's it's that um, it's that element of being prepared enough that you know. The material, either you know if you've learnt it or maybe you've come in for a piece of theatre so you haven't had to learn it, but you you know the script so well that if somebody says do it standing on your head, you can just do it standing on your on your head, but and have made some choices, but not be so fixated on them that you simply can't change and. In my mind that really does come down to being relaxed and calm and all of those things that it's so hard to not be when you come into a room because you're shaking with nerves. But again it's sort of it's it's that difficult thing of I guess as an act of persuading yourself that if you've been brought into the room or if you're doing a Zoom or you've been asked to self-tape or something, we are genuinely considering you um, and again so not not to quote too many people but I happened to be watching one of those um, actors round tables the other day and uh, Michael Keaton was talking about when he t- t- made a decision to start treating every audition like he'd got the job he was just going to work and you know it meant that he lost so many nerves for going in, you know, they'd ask him to audition it has got the job. He's going in, he relaxed, and as soon as you're relaxed, you can listen. And as soon as you listen, you're an actor. So you can do what we're going to ask you to do. And it ultimately, yes, it may not be what we were looking for in the end or what the director was looking for, but you've proven to us that you are an actor and that you can adapt and change. And that's what we as casting people
0: ultimately really want to see i think that's great advice and i love watching those hollywood round tables there's some real nuggets in there but i think as well like experience the more you kind of do the more yes you still care but there's a there's a sense of i've i've been here a million times i know what i'm doing yeah yeah but you know i think it's
1: it's life happens to people as well you know I've seen quite a few people over the last few years especially women who 10-15 years ago were working a lot and then they just took some time out because they had a family or 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 men who again have had a family and maybe had to go and do something else to sort of earn some pennies here and there and and obviously covid so you know you could be as experienced as they like and have been going into so many auditions then suddenly something happens that stops you dead and and you don't go into a room anymore and and how do you then pick yourself up from that and I think what the what the skill is as an actor who's just starting out or somebody who's coming back or somebody who's been through a lean patch is to find a way whatever it may be you know whether it's doing star jumps in the waiting room or you know an hour's yoga that morning or or whatever it may be to get yourself into the just going to work mode so that it becomes matter of fact and as soon as it becomes ordinary you relax and then the extraordinary of this weird old business that we all work in
0: absolutely what into place yeah that's great advice and I think it is something about finding, like, a little routine that works for you to make it feel, like, normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, you know, not to take away from it, it's not normal. Yeah. You know, most people don't go to this many job interviews.
0: In their life. Yeah, <laughs> in a life,
1: exactly. Uh, and in that respect, um, actors are, i trying to think of them, pretty unique, I guess. Um, but it's also... The, the the upsides are the other really random, unique <laughs> aspects of the job, aren't they? So you sort of have to take the two and, and, and hold on to it
0: all. As a casting director, are there any things that you love to see actors do in the audition room? Know uh, their lines? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I I think for me that's that's the big one. I, I mean what 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 should you do when you when you come into an audition room um so it's my dog who's barking <laughs> at something random. Um you should um be as prepared as possible. So either know your lines or like I said with theatre, um, you know, have, have read your signs so many times that you're very free and easy with them. Um, you should come, God, goodness knows what she's barking at, nobody knows. <laughs> um, you should come early, but not too early. So you should sort of be able to be relaxed when, when you arrive. Um, you should be, um, I guess, you know, a, a, a calm and, and, and prepared, I think it's always a good idea for people to, I'm sorry that she's barking. <laughs> it's a case of, uh, just making sure that you have everything with, you know, so a, a bottle of water, if bring your own sides, I mean, invariably we will have them, but you know, bring your sides on a tablet or, or in paper form so that you feel comfortable and you can look at them beforehand. Um, being being clean (laughs) that's it sounds silly but quite often our audition spaces are very small and um i can think of of more than one actor bless them who maybe has rushed straight from their day job or rushed from the gym or, or something like that and um had to spray a little bit of spray on them which is fine if you're outdoors you know everybody's like oh they're a lovely smelling person and then you come into a small room and you're like wow that's that's quite that's quite powerful um so I think you know just being aware of your not just literally how you look but how you're going to sort of come across literally in person in a room um and then I think that the, the other thing is is sort of knowing how to um, be within that small space. And this is a, a difficult thing that, you, you know, you do have to learn, but whether it's just in that small space with either the casting person or casting person, one other person and a camera, or in the small space for, for a theatre audition. But knowing your eye lines, knowing... When to step forward, when to step back, how to modulate your voice—it's um, such a—it's—it's um, it, such a forced situation. It's not real, is it? Being being in a casting space, be it for film and TV or, or for theatre, and those are the two that I have the most knowledge of. Um, you know, you're not on a stage, so you can't project for theatre. You're um, not on a film or TV set, so you don't have a mic hanging over you, so you can't whisper. Um, you know, it's it's working out how to deliver that best performance um, in this very unique space. And, and that is something that actors should really think about and try and practice um, as much as they can, especially if they're not having the chance to go in and audition uh, regularly and it goes for sort of um, we'll probably touch on self-tapes in a bit but it goes for that too practice 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 even if it's against yourself in an empty room and you're just recording yourself to see how you sound and what do you come across like because that practice like you were saying you know working being relaxed all then leads into the being comfortable in the audition space feeling relaxed doing your best job and then who knows
0: that's great advice i yeah it's it's really hard isn't it and i i find it with self-tapes when i'm doing self-tapes for things like theater i'm very aware that i'm on a very small screen and it highlights yeah. so much and amplifies your face but yeah you you want to show that you can do that because it's for theater yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's it's
1: very tricky and it, it is tricky watching self-tapes for theatre um, and it's something uh, because I've been working with Robert Stern uh, over the last few years, helping him cast for the Bridge Theatre and we have been asking for for self-tapes in the first instance, especially sort of during the Covid times and I guess what what we're looking for in the first instance for a theatre audition tape is that the actor has a real understanding of the character and can handle the language um, and maybe has because we wouldn't expect a full-on projection or anything like that on a tape maybe has something in the timbre of their voice that says we know that we could uh, that they would be able to handle the stage um, but in these past few years, I mean, we, we're getting back to being able to be straight in the room now, but in these past few years where we haven't necessarily been able to do that, that is really where, especially for theatre, where people's uh, CVs and showreels and things like that have needed to be completely up to date, because if you're somebody who's coming in for a smaller role and we're auditioning new people say, we are going to go back and we're going to see especially for theatre, what experience do they have, or where did they train, or how many classes in that kind of thing have they done, because that's going to help us um, know that the actor would be able to handle the stage, handle being in a company, handle the rehearsal process, and all of those kinds of things. They may have delivered the most wonderful tape that we're like, oh my god, it's them but if we then go back and we see that they don't necessarily have any of those experiences which are just which are so important for theatre then we'll start to go oh, you know it's it, it's tricky so um that's just a urging for everybody to make sure that their uh, their cvs and their spotlight cvs and all those kinds of things are hundred uh, percent up to date
0: <laughs> and that is such an important thing isn't it not only your spotlight and your cvs being up to date but also headshots, that they actually look like you. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, that's we we, we can forgive the the older, more famous actors for their vanity of having a headshot that's 30 years out of date. Um, It still means that part of our jobs is, you know, um, because whenever we uh, send off, final cast lists to uh, production companies or theatre companies. We, we attach little pictures. It does mean that we have to Google them to find out what they look like now, and then we send off that picture. But um, but in terms of, of headshots, my my opinion in this day is they don't need to be super fancy. They don't need to be anything special. They just need to look like you. They need to, you know... Max four headshots where um, it's showing a, a, a range of slightly different expressions or something, just to give us that nudge to go, you know, yes, she could play the chief inspector, but also she could play the young ingenue who was trafficked from Romania or, or something like that, you know. But it, it's just if you walk into a room and you don't look like what we're expecting. It's not as bad as it used to be because of course nowadays everybody should have some sort of showreel as well, but it still does make you go, huh, you know you're looking down at what you've printed out and like is this this is then is it when um you know you should never ever uh photoshop a headshot and you do see them they, they they pop up and i have to say if somebody's little tiny because when they pop up for us on spotlight at least they're very small they're about the size of a postage stamp um but when one pops up and i can clearly see that it's been airbrushed it's straight through because we're dealing with human beings that's what we're casting unless we're casting aliens in which case you're going to be covered in prosthetics anyway (laughs) yeah you know we want to see real people we don't want to see something airbrushed
0: that's great advice I love that. Unless we're casting aliens, then you're fine. <laughs> then you're alright.
1: <laughs> then you're fine. We'll just colour in blue. You'll
0: be okay. <laughs> I actually had um I went and got some headshots printed recently, and their printer malfunctioned. Luckily, they reprinted them again right, but the first lot came out blue, and I'm like, if I ever audition for a Smurf, I've got it covered. <laughs>
1: there you go smurf or if the next avatar series picks up properly and it the- makes even more you're there <laughs> uh, i'm
0: so there and so ready um so what when you're looking for new talent i think people would be really interested to know where do you where do you look do you reach out to agents do you look on social media where's the best places for you to find new talent um
1: the, the answer to that is is Can be everywhere. It really depends on what kind of character we're trying to cast. Um, So, just to sort of bring a a, a famous one, because I had been working with Robert and he does uh, The Crown, but that team there, for example, had most recently and and they still are looking for a Prince Harry age about 17 or 18 but they'd been looking for their William and Kate and that was very much that they wanted to cast new actors so our first port of call is usually the agents we just go to them as as a matter of course and it'll reach out to all agents and depending on the age of the person but in this case because they the characters were very young that will mean that we're also looking for the agents to point us in the right direction of new talent that's coming through the drama schools because whilst we definitely go and see end of year productions and final showcases agents will be there hopefully for the drama schools throughout they met they'll go and see the plays they'll go and see all those kinds of things so they'll have picked up on actors who we may ne- not necessarily have immediately picked up on so and that and that's all agents, not just the top tier ones, um but all agents and then uh it will be and you should put a call out on spotlight as well, then reach out to in this case, you'll reach out to the drama schools. then what we will invariably do is start to literally reach out to schools themselves, so we will get in touch with drama departments, English departments um in in this particular case it would have been six form colleges and for for these two they're quite posh so we would have probably reached out to you know all of the private schools first and then sort of worked our way down um and then we did a massive twitter shout out um and we would have reached out to the national youth theatre all various youth theatres you're looking at thousands and thousands of people and this is you know so this is a, a big call where you would invite people to send in their details uh, send in a, a headshot or a selfie and a small little bit about them and then basically what we're doing is we're whittling down and when in the first instance when it's something so specific you are whittling down by looks if the person doesn't look (laughs) like William or Kate aged 18 or 19, I'm really sorry, but you you know, you've, you've not made it. Um, And then as you keep going down, then you're starting to really push them and see what their acting talent is like. And, And that's, you know, that's a big, a big shout out, but that would go for earlier on this year, for example, I was doing a search for, a a young actor to play mid-teens who was um, uh, paraplegic to, um, there was a a search going on for a film that may may or may not go, but they needed a a, a young actor to play a a, a character who had been in a coma, had a severe accident, been in a coma. And then sort of when he woke up, he he was paraplegic. And, And that's tricky. So in that case, It was reaching out to um, uh, charities, um, youth groups, all of those kinds of things. You know, we we put a a lot of effort into making sure that we do find the right people. That said, if somebody is interested in acting, um, no matter where they've come from, they may have already taken a step to try and do something about it. So they may have joined a youth drama club or they may have reached out to a local agent or, you know, places like the Nottingham TV workshop and and, and stuff, or they've applied to drama school or they've done all of these things, but they're already taking those steps. That means that for us it's easier to, to find them. I think the, the difficulty comes when, um, you know the, the 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 young actor who is paraplegic is is very specific. Our goal is going to be very tiny. Um, the pool for uh, to play Kate was massive because there are quite a lot of young young women, young white women out there with long dark hair who would quite like to have a go. And I I, I think the difficulty as a new emerging actor is to find your niche I guess not that you want to be sort of pigeonholed but find that thing so that if anybody is ever looking for I don't know somebody can speak Scots Gaelic or somebody who can ride a unicycle or all those tiny little unique things that make you stand out from the crowd but when it comes to that point in time we we can find you um And obviously the the first point of call for many of us is to just hop onto Google and write in what we're looking for if we've not found it on Spotlight, say, um, and and go from there and then sort of do a, a proper search.
0: That's really interesting to hear how as a casting director, you have to navigate all these different options to make sure you're definitely getting the right person. It's a big task. It it is a it is a big task and 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 in a way it's it's
1: made even harder when when you have a, a massive pool of talent to, to 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 sort of sift through you know many of these young actors who applied for for Will and Kate I'm sure would have been absolutely brilliant but then you know in the end it's only gone to one person each way and and that's the hard bit I guess (laughs) yeah Saying to everybody else well you were really good but not this time I'm really sorry
0: but everything is happens for a reason and the opportunity will come
1: (laughs) exactly exactly and I think you know nowadays also so much more than when I sort of was doing some acting opportunity is literally what you can make it as well um just watching all the amazing stuff that people put out on, on, on Twitter and, and YouTube and Insta and TikTok and things. And, and we're watching those as well. You know, I think that's the other, in the past, those avenues didn't exist for creating your own work and and putting it out there. And you really did have to go with, edinburgh or, or or some other fringe or something and and you know pay thousands and thousands of pounds but now you can actually create something pretty awesome on your phone with a mate or by yourself what it is and put it out on a platform that then if it's good it'll be picked up and it will be watched and if it's watched by other people it's going to be watched by somebody within an profession or a director or something and, and and that is also a way that we do Find people.
0: That's really exciting. I think for for many people, that the opportunity to be able to create your own work and get it out there and be seen by people is a really great opportunity. So I definitely think people should take full advantage of yeah. the social media that we've got. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to aspiring performers, what would it be?
1: Make sure you have a showreel that's that's the you have to have a showreel if i if i don't know who you are so i've never seen you in anything i don't know any of your credits but i thought okay well she looks interesting you know she kind of looks what we're looking for let's sort of give her a go but then i i can't see anything of you actually working and it's against somebody who looks equally interesting but they have a showreel, I'm gonna bring in the person with the showreel unless I have no other choice. Because the showreel, even if it's 30 seconds long, can tell me whether you can or you can't act, basically. At least for the for, for screen. It, it doesn't work so well for theater, obviously, but it also does give me an indication. It, it, it shows me what you sound like when you are talking against somebody. Because a voice reel can be tweaked and usually voice reels, people are doing an array of accents or they're doing like a character. Maybe it's jazzy because it's an advert or something. That's not you doing kitchen sink. Um, and, and what we need um, as as casting directors is is to see you doing kitchen sink. You kind of being you, to be honest. Um so, yeah, have a showreel. Even if it's one that you've shot yourself on your phone, you can film something decent that you can edit yourself, nick a really old piece of EastEnders script or something like that. Hashtag trademark. Um, and, you, you, you know, you can recreate a scene from one of these soap operas or dramas that are yes they're slightly heightened but essentially they're real to life and do a scene that shows us how how you act and and that's so important and equally if you're interested in comedy it's um very very important that you also have a piece on there of, of doing some comedy because comedy is timing timing is very hard and it's, um, yeah, basically, you know, there could be some brilliant straight actors, straight stage actors out there or something who are fantastic doing a little piece of Hamlet. But when it comes to delivering, I don't know, The Office would, would crumble. Uh, so it's, it's for, for, for casting comedy, we always want to see something that shows, shows us what you can do.
0: Have a show <laughs> Amazing advice. And so you're going to be coming to Young Talent Expo 2022, and I you're know, delivering yeah. a seminar. It's happening at 2:45 in Broadgate Two about yeah. finding and casting new talent. Can you tell us a little bit about what that seminar is going to involve? Well, I think just to begin with, um, for
1: anybody who's sort of. Um, uh, watch this at all you know it it will go back to sort of explaining our process of why we might be looking for new talent what kind of projects shows might need new talent and then how we'd go about sort of doing a a big search um and then really I think probably taking questions and talking to, to people about what their concerns are and and how they can make sure that they the talent are out there to be found. Um, I think it's very easy to feel that you can be lost in a sea of actors who are very similar to you, or not similar to you, or you, or you know you feel that the right kind of projects aren't coming al- coming along, and and that there are there are so many sort of outlets out there for for us to look on how do you know if you're on the right one and, and and those kinds of questions and i think it's um just a chance to sort of ha- have a chat and, and and get my opinion at least on it um and i i hope that, that um as sort of one of the the younger casting people out there at the moment that I, I sort of my ideas correspond with a lot of my peers um and that you know any advice that i give will will sort of help some people feel that they're doing the right thing and they're making the most of
0: what they have and they, what they have to give. That sounds like it's going to be an amazing seminar. So if you are listening to this and you are heading to Young Talent Expo or you're thinking about going there, I highly recommend that you take a look at some of the seminars and workshops and book on Katriona's seminar because it's going to be really exciting and it's going to be so insightful and beneficial. Thank you so much for your amazing advice and for coming on the show. I've, I feel like I've massively benefited from this, so I'm sure the listeners will at home as well. Thank you for inviting me again. Cheers. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you to everyone listening at home. This has been Performer Talks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to book tickets to Young Talent Expo 2022, then you need to head to the show notes below this episode and all the links you need are going to be there to find out more information and to book your tickets. Thank you so much. I've been your host, Bethany Eelman, and you've been listening to Performer Talks.